This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. To white ladies in crisis it's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles i am joe lipsit and i am joined as always by gina radcliffe hello as well as jen adams hello and ladies we are talking about physical season three episode four material girl and we were talking before we hit record we got a lot to say about this here episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. You two don't sound excited or you sound like something here disappointed you. And I was like, this episode was fascinating. Oh, it was fascinating. I just, I, I, but I, I am fascinated and disappointed at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm just stressed because this is a very stressful episode for me. But yes, mm. this is a, a very rich text, and there is a lot to talk about. <laughs> so basically, we leave behind most of our main characters. Greta appears briefly. John Bream appears briefly. <laughs> we are talking about Carlos, the produce guy that Sheila fucked at the end of last episode, but he only appears on the phone. So this is a very Sheila-heavy episode, in part because we have traveled to the National Health and Fitness Expo, and ladies, we are meeting Kelly in the flesh. Yeah, yes. you're wrong about that. I was wrong about that. That uh, I was wrong both ways. I I I, I, <laughs> I agreed that that with the with the suggestion that they would never actually meet in person, mm-hmm. and then I said that if they did, I thought that Kelly would turn out to be really nice. And well, <laughs> yeah. And of course, here's the conceit of this, right? We are getting to learn a little bit about the real Kelly, but a lot of this episode is still sheila's fictitious version of kelly and i had the darndest time trying to figure out when the separation happens yeah i mean the whole thing with the fashion show at the end that that's sort of that's where the episode lost me i'm like i'm like okay mm-hmm. you know so she's being humiliated again yes and, and is this some sort of orchestrated thing that kelly did or is this not or is this something that Sheila agreed to when she was evidently extremely drunk and and you know, and then Kelly had absolutely actually has nothing to do with it at all. I I think you were right on the first part. I think yeah. that this was orchestrated by Kelly. I do think that this is to get back at Sheila and that's why she got Sheila drunk in the hot tub slash pool. I think when she said when Kelly said oh, you're the woman who torpedoed my stepboard, but that's fine. I don't actually care. I think she did care. I think so too. And I think think what falls apart for me is I just don't really buy this plan. I don't think that Sheila would have actually ripped her clothes off in the middle of, like, I could see her hyperventilating on stage and stumbling off, but I... Yeah, and everybody just starts pointing and laughing. I'm like, okay, is she? Is this something she's imagining, or is this mm-hmm. actually happening? Because if it's really right. happening, it's it's frankly kind of silly, and and doesn't really 
go with the, the, the tone of the show. And again, yeah. I mean, how many times is poor woman going to be humiliated? <laughs> you know? I know. Well, and I also, it seems like a very long shot for a plan, you know, like, mm-hmm. is this actually what Kelly intended? How much does she know about Sheila to know that this would be a stressful situation? Also, I don't know if they've earned the fact that this would stress Sheila out that much, you know, like, I could see her having to, I don't know, sign her up for a hot dog eating contest or something like that. Like that would be aligned with a lot of the insecurities we see Sheila having. But like being in front of people looking good, that's what she does, you know? Yeah. And I I have a hard time believing that was the first time Sheila has ever worn a girdle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, considering she is she is a woman in her 30s and it's 1983 and also, you know, she has you know, she's very you know, precise in how she looks. It's like, mm-hmm. this is not this is not the first time she's worn shapewear. Right. Exactly. Do you think, and you don't have to agree with it, but do you think that the show is saying, oh, well, she's really badly hungover because we see her tell off that potential vendor when she's on the floor, but then also she's in this really constricting outfit. She's feeling slightly nauseous. And then she starts to have, like, these body image issues. I mean, sure, certainly, but it, it just feels a little slapsticky, yeah. and And that's not something that this show has normal, has really done. And it's they, like, you know, what's the best way we can embarrass her? Well, she shows off her mostly nude body in front of a, you know, a crowd full of strangers. It's like, okay, how likely is something like that to happen, though? Mm. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I think for a person who has body image issues, I could see her putting another girdle on before I could see her ripping it off. You know, I think that is the last thing I would want to do if I were in front of a group of people feeling self-conscious about my weight to show yeah. more of my body, you know. Although, mm-hmm. I do, you do make a good point. She is clearly very hungover, all out of fucks. So... You know, I mean, I've done some very um, bizarre things when I've been very hungover. So who am I? Right. You know, <laughs> but yeah, that's that is the part of the episode, I think, where it lost me. And then another moment at the very, very end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mm, leading up to that, I was really into this episode, though. And I was like, oh, I don't know if she was really ready for the pressure of this. You know, I, I liked it a lot better when, you know, it seemed like she and Kelly you know, were on the same page with each other because I, I find that that's a lot of the show oddly for me comes back to the message of the show being, yeah, women actually really do hate each other. And, right. and I, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, and they're, they're constantly backstabbing and conniving. And, you know, the only person in the end, the only person you can trust is yourself. And, and it's like, mm, that's, that's a really cynical message to, to come away from when, you know, she, you know, has been trying to you know, improve herself and, and make positive changes in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hmm. I didn't have as big a problem with it, if only because we do get that little sliver with Greta to remind us that not everybody is like this. But Kelly, especially when we see her in person, does come off so phony to me 
that mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised that she would be petty. Like seeing her and this other woman who was like a slightly older fitness guru out on the veranda drinking milk and silently judging Sheila, it doesn't surprise me to see that we end up then having Kelly poison not literally poison, but she <laughs> she basically torpedoes Sheila because she is, I don't know, threatened by her. She's a petty woman. Yeah, and I think she is and she isn't. Because until the until Sheila woke up the next morning, I was like, which direction is this going? You know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of enjoyed the fact that there were some moments I found endearing with Kelly and there were some moments that I found really shitty like her sabotaging of uh, Sheila was shitty but also something that I could see that that felt kind of real even if the end result of it didn't feel realistic to me like the Mm -hmm. desire to sabotage a rival did but then there were also those moments where she was talking about getting fired because she asked for equal pay and just a couple more like moments from like oh maybe they're Like, I just like that they put her somewhere in the middle. They didn't make her, like, super, super nice and can do no wrong. And they also didn't make her an evil backstabbing bitch with no redeeming qualities, you know? Well, not yet. Not yet. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question for the two of you. How much of Kelly do you actually think Sheila is interacting with? Because the way I read this after we ordered that second round of drinks in the pool, everything in the showroom with the stage, everything in the hot tub, everything on the beds, that is to me, I think that's all in Sheila's mind. I think hmm. you might be right. You know, that's possible. That's possible. And that, you mean like that her only her only interaction with her was the exchange on the veranda like like her, that the only that's the only real time that she spoke to her well i think i think kelly's in the pool and ordering more drinks but i think that's her trying to get sheila drunk and then she probably just kept plying her with drinks and then she goes off to execute her evil master plan but i don't think all of the stuff that we see sheila doing with her i don't think that's real I think you might be right. That's yeah, that actually makes more sense. Otherwise this is an extremely long con. Right? Right. Well, okay, and so that makes yes, that makes the end result a little less like implausible because she wasn't trying to sabotage her, she was just trying to, you know, she was just kind of being a little bit catty, maybe, you know, and really kind of enjoying it, you know? To be clear, I do think she is sabotaging Sheila, but I don't think she's pulling this long, evening-long con. I think she was like, I'm going to get this woman sloshed, I'm going to sign her up for the fashion thing, and then she's going to sabotage herself by having a a flip-out on the main stage. Mm -hmm. She probably didn't know that she was going to do that, but she, I'm imagining, sussed out enough of who Sheila is because you have to remember, they've been reading all of these women, right? Like, they're Mm -hmm. interacting with a bunch of folks who want to lose weight, want to be famous, want to be like them. So I'm willing to bet that Kelly has interacted with Sheila types before, so she probably knew, oh, if I put her in an uncomfortable spot involving her body and her body issues, then she will probably crack and do something embarrassing. Well, and I think Kelly is a person like Sheila, too. So I think it would be really easy for her to try to get inside of her head. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was wondering, because the last time we see her interact with Kelly in a place where anybody could like realistically see them, I think is in the pool. Yeah, when they're ordering drinks from this bartender. Yeah, that's, and that's then, a, yeah, that's a really good point, yeah. 
I guess the other reason that I clocked it is because Deschanel changes her vocal inflections to start sounding more like Marilyn Monroe as the episode Mm. goes on. Mm. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is interesting. So either, yeah, like Kelly is playing a part for Sheila or Sheila is imagining a different version of Kelly. A version that she is apparently attracted to. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I was going to say, if we were still seeing the same, like, button-down shirt tied at the waist version of Kelly we'd been seeing for the first three episodes was that she was really bugging me. This really thick Southern accent, this really, Mm -hmm. like, heavy kind of... Um, I don't want to say slut affectation, but it feels like that's kind of right. what they're going for, you know? It's what Sheila would imagine she would sound like, which is a slut affectation. <laughs> exactly. And like a real Southern one. And I get so picky about Southern accents, too. But now I think seeing it in the context of who this character really is and seeing her kind of morph into the real Kelly and what Sheila imagines the real Kelly to be, I think makes it a lot more interesting. And it, I'm excusing this Southern Southern accent a little <laughs> bit more now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could be completely wrong. I will say the fact that we're having to have this kind of sustained conversation about it tells me that maybe the show tried to pull something off and didn't fully executed or didn't do it cleanly enough that we know oh this is a bit of fantasy this is a bit of reality like we've had these conversations about physical in Mm -hmm. previous seasons but i feel like it's been more evident where reality and fantasy start and stop well that's why i asked when uh you know i think it was episode one right where i asked you guys if you thought she is like genuinely just mentally ill where she's having Mm -hmm. delusions now right yeah yeah I'm still chalking this up to the alcohol, but I'll be curious to see if we get any confirmation next episode. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's talk about the whole. You know, suddenly she's like interested in women now, which <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know perfectly happy to see where it goes. But that's really mm-hmm. something they just completely just pulled out of the air this season. Yeah, especially given we saw a little bit of Greta kind of flirting with wanting to have like mm-hmm. do some partner swapping which i'm not equating with sheila wanting to be with women or questioning her own sexuality but sheila seemed very resistant to that and mm-hmm. I don't know. but i also could see you know given what we know about her history of sexual abuse that maybe she doesn't feel safe with men, although I'm taking that back now because John Bream shows up at the door. They had a really fun time before, even though it didn't work out well. So I mm-hmm. don't know. It feels like another thing that like has not quite been thought out yet. Well, and this could be a process of discovery, right? It could be True. that Sheila is slowly coming to realize certain things about herself. You know, sexuality mm-hmm. is not a fixed point. You know, I, I feel that there's a lot of hidden and double meanings to I don't know what I like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And pleasure right. is really simple. Yeah. Right. Where she's mm-hmm. not just talking. She's not just talking about food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Because even even the conversation that Greta has with her before she takes off, you know, she tells Sheila, oh, you should find one of these big like muscle clad guys and just have a good time because you're not beholden to this relationship with carlos because it's only just begun and even the idea of it doesn't seem that appealing to sheila but 
I think on one hand, you could look at the way that she's interacting with Kelly as, oh, you're a professional rival. It's a good idea for me to spend time with you to better understand you so I can crush you down the road. But the other part of it is like, she very clearly probably could have gone and hooked up with a lot of those men that she was meeting at this expo. And instead, Mm -hmm. she's choosing to spend her night getting drunk with Kelly. It's interesting. I don't know. I feel like she's just at a very... uh a crossroads that really stresses me out a lot because I feel like the potential for her to really hurt herself and to Mm -hmm. take big steps back you know oh do you mean like binging on a bathtub Uh full of cookies because that was really fucking hard to watch (laughs) oh I know I was so like I mean aside from the Scrooge McDuck thing like memes that kept (laughs) popping into my head yeah it was i was like no don't do it oh it just it hurt so much to watch her do that you know especially on those nasty ass cookies you know are they even cookies no (laughs) are are they are they sweet are they are they diet or are they dessert Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean i'm glad a character said it because we definitely had that conversation last week (laughs) yeah this is not dessert this is punishment that's not what cookies look like honestly i I knew she was going to do it as soon as she started grabbing them up. But even I will say, I love the visual reference where we kept getting the overhead shot during the expo when she was pitching this to people. And we would see the tray sort of slowly emptying out as people grabbed one. And it Mm -hmm. felt like that was a visual motif that got repeated when she then gobbled up all of those boxes of cookies to pour them into the bathtub. So I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. nice, nice visual aesthetic show. And see, I think a more believable um, final humiliation for this episode for me would have been if that was the end and she was in the bathtub and she missed the rest of her appointments, lost her contract or showed up on the floor and either, you know, vomited or vomited or just had no or or had no cook or had no cookies left to sell. Couldn't couldn't come up with a a reason why she didn't have them anymore. Yeah, the the fashion show piece to me is that sticking point, right? Like, I don't even entirely buy that she would say yes, except for the fact that we did get the scene earlier where Kelly says it's better to say yes than to say no and lose out in the long run. So I kind of understand why Sheila would go for it. But yeah, I, I thought of you, Gina, because you you hate how often we humiliate this character and this definitely felt like oh let's go full humiliation on this woman well yeah it's like it's like you know is the audience supposed to be like satisfied with this because she is such a difficult character to to you know be engaged with but at this point it's kind of repetitive too it's like you know she 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 keeps making a lot of the same mistakes which granted that's reflected in real life. People do. People yeah. people tend to make the same mistakes over and over again. But it's like, you know, I'm at the point where I do, I, I wouldn't mind seeing her succeed. You know, right. whereas before it's like, eh, <laughs> you know, she's not a very nice person. I, I don't know if I, you know, want to, you know, <laughs> want to get the impression that, you know, she's going to you know, win in some way. But she's worked very hard. She has. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jen and I are over here being like, no, we like her. We want her to succeed. <laughs> I do now. I do now. I didn't always. That's the thing. It's not just that she's succeeding professionally. It's that she has actually done work on herself. And she seems to be really 
honestly trying to improve herself. Now, she is still a flawed character and she's still making some mistakes. And I agree sure. that she is myopic in what she is doing. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think she's a bad person. I, I mean, right. I, you know, I think that she's a very damaged person. Yes. And, and I think that the show is very good about you understanding that you experiencing trauma, experiencing damage doesn't, you know, a lot of shows, a lot of a lot of media treat people who have been through trauma as you know these kind of saintly people, uh-huh. and it's like no, a lot of them, you know, a lot of us, like you know, I'll I'll, I'll go so far, you know, often you know take that damage and inflict it on other people. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, again, it doesn't make you a bad person. It does make you a, like a hard person to spend time with. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's that's what I think. That's the you know why the show is can be challenging to audiences because she is not an easy character to spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and I I constantly like vacillate between loving her and being so frustrated by her, and I think it's because she feels so real to me. You know, I right. feel like especially a lot of her like recovery kind of stuff in the past, like it just feels like she brings out the part of myself that I don't always like. You know, and mm. yeah, but that might be that might be what it is for me. Why why I've had a difficult time. Yeah. connecting with her because i have a terrible inside voice and right. and it, it is definitely get both towards myself and towards other people particularly like you know romantic partners and stuff like that mm-hmm. and and you know it really is something i've had to work very hard to to control and i'm like oh my jesus do i come off like that you know? right <laughs> you do not i will say you do not no, no. but i know what you mean and I think that's maybe why this, at least for me, this ending scene felt so cruel, you know, because yeah. it felt outsized. It did not feel like she deserved it. No. The problem I had with the mostly with this episode is they are laying down. This is the the fourth episode of the last season. We, we mm-hmm. already know this is going to be the last season. Yep. So we're almost at the halfway point. And they are laying down a lot of crumbs for things that I don't know if they're going to have time to follow up on. Mm-hmm. We have, mm-hmm. like, three things heavily hinted at here. One, Sheila may be attracted to women. I know I don't know if she's fully, if she's, you know, merely bisexual or she's figured out she may actually be a lesbian. Two, Greta appears to be developing some kind of drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is hinted at, you know, Sheila keeps remarking on how many drinks she's had. And three, apparently, um, Vinny Green, I'm assuming they're implying that he has AIDS. Yeah. So, I mean, is this something just going to be mentioned or is it, you know, they're going to be a follow up or she's going to, I mean, I know they couldn't get Murray, but I mean, maybe they got him back for one episode. You know, know, is this going to be something, you know, where it's going to kind of, you know, give her perspective or, or is it just like, well, we're in the eighties now. And, you Mm -hmm. know, is it just setting, you know, you know, a distinct, you know, time frame as to where they are. Yeah, that was how that last piece definitely felt to me. In some ways, it felt like the show paying off that we couldn't do more with that character because we can't get the actor back. I'm still presuming oh, we may see him. That's, that's a good point. That That's possible. Yeah. But you're right, Gina. I do think it's also, hey, it's a signpost just in case you missed that this is Expo 1983. It's also, oh, we're going to start talking about certain things right like i think that's the same reason why we've been talking about the olympics coming up next year in some ways it's to help guide the audience this is where we're at in time but also you know some of this might pay off 
like I would not be surprised if this is more or less the last we see or hear of Vinny. That's a good. That's an excellent point, though. They had to explain why he's you know to, to why he's not going to be back as a character. Mm-hmm. That he just yeah. in Europe, you know, uh, you know, unwell. Yeah. Uh, I did not pick that up at all. Oh, that's a hundred percent where I went immediately. I was oh, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure yeah, you're probably like, right, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I bet. I wonder if he's. I, I guess I was just equating him with Sheila a lot, so I was like, oh, I wonder right. if he's struggling with Sheila. I mean, sure, you're right, but that that makes me really sad, and that paints that scene in a very different light to the kind mm-hmm. of comedic, like Anna, try, not Anna, Anna Gunn, whose name I can't remember in the show, trying Marika. to kind of comically cover. That's right, yeah. I was like, oh, she's just trying to keep the business going and cover up for Vinny not wanting to be mm-hmm. around her or something. But that, that, it's that grim. just like deflated yeah. me. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Vinny. No, that's okay. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. Well, let's talk about things that are more apt to make us mad than sad. <laughs> talking about John Breen, Breen <laughs> arrives at the door in the no. closing moments. Hey, Close maybe he's changed, door. okay? <laughs> I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Uh, I think this is going to be, she called him in the middle of the night and he showed up and she's going to be like, what are you doing here? Get the fuck out. You're right. That is why he showed up. I hope so. I mean, I hope it's not, oh, let's, you know, go ahead and use this information we have against Kelly. Well, Ooh. I think what could happen is he could because you, you know he wants to get out of the shit house with the uh, Olympic thing, so mm-hmm. he could see this expo as an opportunity, and maybe he could boost Sheila, and because I mean she could have just damaged her brand by ripping mm-hmm. the girdle off. So I wonder if that's why, but it also could be an opportunity for her to say, this was a piece of my past and I don't want to fuck you again. I right. hope so. I don't care. That would be the healthy, but maybe less um, TV or TV entertain me, you know? I'm just picturing them being in bed together and Carlos shows up and it's mm. just like, oh, Oh, that's on. right. Because Carlos is definitely coming because she forced the invite. Uh-huh. I mean, we did fret that she was going to torpedo any kind of successful relationship because this is what Sheila does, especially when it comes to things like romance in her personal life. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I could see it. But I don't think it'll stick. I don't think we need to worry about her falling back into an affair with John Bream long term. If it does yeah. happen, I imagine it would be a we did it like we'll open episode five with them in bed, her realizing it's a mistake getting caught. Carlos is done. John Bream romantic relationship is done. I hope yeah. so. Or maybe they'll have a threesome. Ooh. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Tell me more. Now I'm perplexed. <laughs> exactly. No, and I think like the good news for me, I think with John is I think Sheila knows how she feels about him. And I think right. that while it might be seen as like backsliding a little bit or doing something she's not proud of, I also don't think she's super invested in this Carlos relationship. Like it's not, mm-hmm. she's already destroyed her marriage, you know, right. um, for the better. So like, I don't know. I hope this could be kind of like an, an ex, maybe she's just going to sow some oats, you know? Mm-hmm. So do we think we'll stay at the expo for a significant portion of the next episode? Or do you think it'll just be long enough to have the Carlos discovery? You know, knowing this show, 
the next episode will be like three years from now. <laughs> yeah, or like a couple weeks later or something. Yeah. yeah, they like they like their they like their 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 short little time jumps. Right. Yeah, because like I will not lie, when we show up at this expo and suddenly Sheila is definitely just working with this cookie company representing them, like it felt sudden. Yeah. Her picture's on the package. Yeah. Like, exactly. She's she's on she's on the packaging. Yeah. That does and not happen quickly. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did love I, I love the guy who can't wink though. I wanted to shout that little moment out. That was hilarious. I've been working on it. Did I, did I get it? Did I get it? Um yeah, I don't know. I bet we'll probably see about ten minutes. Either it'll be the whole episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's my prediction, is it'll be the rest of the episode and maybe they'll go home by the end of it. Right. I don't know how much more I want to see of this expo. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like we've kind of done what we can unless we yeah. need to have Sheila get back at Kelly because we're in the same location. Like it could be a good excuse for her to try to hash something out. Yeah. I do wonder how she's going to get all those cookies out of the bathtub, you know? Oh, I don't. I think she'll just walk away. Well, with, will Carlos show up and go to the bathroom and be like, um... <laughs> What are these cookies? (laughs) What's going on in here? (laughs) Mr. Produce. (laughs) I just love the cookies so much I bathe in them. That's my my beauty regimen. They're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I broke my tooth. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Also, just thinking about how you make a TV show and how many takes of things you have to do. All I could think of was Rose Byrne having to eat all of those cookies. Well, hopefully they tasted better than they looked. There's right? No They're probably way, like something magically delicious or, or very <laughs> light or something. I do think as much as it hurt to watch, that was a really, really striking image and the way that mm-hmm. played out. You know, I did enjoy, especially seeing some of them like were un, not wrapped or not unwrapped yet. So she was like unwrapping them in the bathtub and just like crumbs yep. everywhere. It was just, oh, it just really hurt. I mean, we knew she was going to backslide at some point, yes, right? Because the reality of recovery is that you don't just miraculously get better and then you're exactly. fine. Yeah. And we saw her, uh, the person who led her recovery, they had a conversation about that. And that was part of what was let softened the blow a little bit is that I know she had seen somebody, you know, fall off the wagon and mm-hmm. pick themselves back up. So I was like, okay, well, she's got a model for how to do this and she has support. I just, right. when Greta left, it's like, no, Greta, don't right. leave. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like a machine for that first day, you know? Mm-hmm. Although it looked exhausting. Uh, also, this is me as a gay man, completely unable to deduce like women sizes. But Sheila at one point says that she is a size six. And I said, no. <laughs> she's, no. she's a four. Is she not like four, maybe four two? two? She's tiny. I will say, though, sizes essentially mean nothing. Mm. Different companies, different brands and different that is eras. Because mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe was like a size 12. Is that right? Yeah, she something? was a bigger girl. She had some hips on her. She did, but also I think sizes were a little bit different. Yeah, it was a, the, a twelve. A twelve back in uh, Marilyn Monroe's time was more closer, like an eight now. 
Okay. That's what they, yeah, because I used to be kind of interested in like vintage clothing and all. And, and oh, so you really got to go up. It, yeah, you've got to be, it's, it's, you've got to be, you've got to try shit on because it's not going to, it, it does not align with your, your present day clothing size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about? I'm intrigued, Gina. I didn't, I didn't clock Greta's drinking as anything other than what she said, which was that she's afraid of flying, so she was just consuming a lot of alcohol then. But now oh, I'm kind okay. of like, you know, oh. I, I, I totally, you know, I totally missed that that part no, of it. But that is something some people say when they are developing an issue, right? You know, so I mean, she is on, she is unhappy. I mean, we, you know, yeah. we, you know, so I, I don't know. I just, I think that you know, I, I, I did actually miss when she said that, though. That's also possible. Well, okay. but I think you're right that it might be a teeny tiny red flag and more so just that she is not in a good place right now. Like hearing her talk about, granted, if Corey was not home for my twins birthday party, mm-hmm. I would be upset. And I'm sure my kids probably would be too. But <laughs> we know that she and Ernie have been having problems in that conversation with Sheila did not make it sound like anything had changed mm-hmm. for the better. So, no. yeah, I'm I'm worried for her as well. You're right, Gina, though. We do have a lot of kind of irons in the fire. So I'm curious as we hit the halfway point next week, are we going to start to see things getting tidied up? Are we going to start to see ends to some of these storylines? Are we going to continue to add and complicate and introduce new stuff? I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, uh, doubtful because I mean, you do remember that, you know, it seemed like her mother was going to play some major part in like, future episodes and then mm-hmm. like she just like like never well, seen again nope <laughs> Poochie died on his way back to his home planet exactly <laughs> she she like yeah there's a one episode where where sheila had the issue with she had like a like a like ovarian cyst or something right and like you know her mother came to feed her and it was like it was going to be some you know major moment in a relationship and then you just never saw her again mm-hmm. i will say i do not want like this show better not rip my heart out and stomp on it with for nothing you know like i do not want the end of this season to be sheila finally gets what's coming to her you know and i i don't think it will but, but she does keep getting what's coming to her i mean you know yeah. and th- that's why that's why i i was a little you know surprised at where this episode went yeah when she ripped the garments off i honestly thought oh okay this is still an imagining thing like this mm-hmm. is not real she's still drunk she's still hung over this is a dream and i i was frustrated when it was revealed to actually be happening yeah yeah i was too and like i said the the, the, the pointing the people pointing and laughing just you know i don't know that that would actually happen in a situation like that i think that i think might that might have just been from her perspective yeah that you see that's what you were saying joe so much of this you know it, it's, it's impossible to tell mm-hmm. what's actually happening and what she's imagining yeah we need like a carrie-esque moment just uh-huh. to really solidify like oh okay no this is in sheila's head it's fine we need the next episode to just be found footage from like the hotel security camera. <laughs> <laughs> What's actually happening? Oh boy! I mean, you were you were saying that you Jen that you you know don't want her to see her get what's coming to her. And like I said, my, I I still I, I still am firm in my belief that the series will end with her more or less getting quote unquote what she wants, mm-hmm. which is to you know be like the top fitness guru, you know. Mm-hmm. But but will she have anyone? 
at what cost? Yeah, you know? yeah. is it going to be like a succession kind of moment? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Danny will have moved on. I think that, you know, at some point, Maya will go to live with Danny full time. Mm. So she's going to have the same sort of estranged, difficult relationship with Maya that she had with her own mother. Right. And, you know, certain certain cycles are going to still keep repeating. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jeez, Gina, that's dark. I know, that's dark. <laughs> it, 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 it is that dark. Bunny's going to come back and they're going to be best friends and do best friend aerobics. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice, but, you know, yeah. but also I think that's more realistic than her, you know, yeah. getting humiliated and then going back to, you know, oh, I was wrong. You know, I should have be, I should, you know, I should have just been happy, you know, being, a, you know, a, a, you know, a housewife and a mother and, you know, I mean. This is Danny. This is what she wanted. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. enjoy it, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see. I feel like this might be the start of a kind of escalation like mm-hmm. a war with Kelly. And if so, mm-hmm. that could be interesting if we can accept okay, the the show is going to pit these two women against each other. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Why don't we maybe leave it at that and we'll see where episode 5 takes us. But Jen, if people want to talk to you about how many cookies in and out of the wrapping it would take to fill a bathtub, how would they get in touch? Well, they have to be real cookies, not um, chalk cookies. But yes, you can follow me at Jim Ferrantu <laughs> on uh, Twitter, Instagram, eh, not so much Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, any of the socials, if I'm there, I'm at Jim Ferrantu. Uh You can also find me hosting Losers Club podcast and the girls on the boys and just posting stuff that i write on the various places that i exist (laughs) (laughs) doing things on the places where i do things doing things with stuff you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and gina if people want to talk to you about making out with ladies in hot tubs and getting sung to karaoke style how did they get in touch heck yeah um (laughs) i uh I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast. Uh, I am pretty much off of Twitter on Blue Sky under Gina Does Things. I write for Movies and Television at School.net, and I have a substack. It's GinaWatchesThings.substack.com. Nice. And people can reach me at Beast on my remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, you should be following the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network, which hosts the show. Well, ladies, this is not the end. We will be back for, yes, that midway point of the season. But, uh, you know, until then, go talk to me. Maybe I'll be nice. Or maybe I'll tear down your pants and bite your snatch off. I mean, practice your wink. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got it. Scream Pod Squad.